Oh shoot, I have to hear confessions outside in like 10 minutes. So let's get this show on the road, en la calle, right? En, en la vie, en la vie, en la vie. Okay. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. Confession. I am not good at math. Second confession. I don't know if that's true. I remember the almost the exact moment when I, I, I believed the idea that I'm not good at math. It was in first or second grade and we had to take speed tests, right, for addition, subtraction, maybe even multiplication, division kind of thing. But these speed tests, we were taking them and I was able to, if I look back at it, I'm like, I was able to finish them. I did relatively well. But I had a cousin who was in my same grade, my same class in, in th those times, and he was so good. Like he was the fastest one in the entire class. And because I wasn't as fast as him, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not good at math. I mean, that is literally how fast my brain went into this, oh, this is what is true about you. You're not good at math. I was kind of like, oh, I guess, that's, I guess that's me. I wasn't bad at math. I could do the addition and subtraction, just not as fast as my cousin. And so I started believing this idea I'm not good at math. Now, concurrently, um, I was pretty good at spelling. I had to speak and spell. You ever have a speak and spell? Oh my gosh, that was the best invention in the entire world. I love the speak and spell because um, I did well at it. So I believe this other thing about myself, which is, oh, I'm really good at spelling. I'm bad with numbers. I'm good with words. This is, again, and, and as like third grade and fourth grade and fifth grade and high school and college, it kept, kept diverging like that, where it was, it has to do with words and ideas theories and concepts, like absolutely. Um, reading comprehension, bam, that's, that's, my, that's my jam, man. But when it came to math, like, nah, I'm not even interested. It went from I'm not good at it in second grade to I don't care at all about mathematics. That kind of idea, right? Why? Because I had believed that a person is either good at something or bad at something. And if I'm bad at math, I don't care about math. If I'm, if I'm not good at this, then, then why put forth the effort? Because I was what they have, I, I had in those areas, what you call a fixed mindset. I remember reading a book years ago and it just, it just, it was remarkable. The book is called Mindset by a woman named Carol S. Dweck. I believe she's a professor at Columbia University. And um, she proposed the idea, the truth I think, that all of us can have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. That, and we have it in, well pretty much all of us have growth mindset in some areas and a fixed mindset in other areas. And the idea is this, I'm good at X, I'm bad at Y. That's a fixed mindset. It has the potential to be a fixed mindset. Whereas a growth mindset is, um, I acknowledge the truth, I acknowledge the reality, like I'm bad at math, I'm so, I struggle, I currently struggle at math, but I can get better. We fall into these categories of maybe having a fixed mindset, this is just me, period, or a growth mindset, which is this is where I'm at, but here's where I could go forward. You know, um, the even she, she in the book, she talks about this experiment they did with, I'm going to just say, uh, I'll just say for first graders, where they had them take a test. The first group, they, um, when they did well, they said, wow, you're really smart. And so these kids got a lot of affirmation. You're really smart. You're good at this. The second group of kids, they said, wow, you really worked hard on that. That was their affirmation. Regardless of how they did, as far as like the score, it was you really worked hard on that. So the first group, what was praised was their innate intelligence. The second group, what was praised was their effort they put forward. And what they did from there is they had increasingly more difficult tests they administered to these two groups. Now the first group that was told that they were smart, as the tests got harder, 
they became less fun, right? They became less engaged. Because why? Because I'm believing this about myself. I'm smart. But now if I'm struggling with this, that means, wait, that means I might not be smart anymore. And they had a fixed mindset there. They so they kind of inculcated in them on purpose a fixed mindset, part of the experiment, experimenting on kids apparently. And if that fixed mindset was being threatened by the ever increasingly more difficult test, they didn't want to be challenged because that would challenge what they believed about themselves. Does that make sense? Versus the other group that was praised for their effort and the test got harder, they, in many ways, doubled down. We're like, well, yeah, because this test is harder and I'm someone who works hard. This test got more difficult, but I'm someone who, who can, can struggle. That fixed mindset and that growth mindset determines so much about our willingness to try, so much about our willingness to fail, so much about our willingness to even see ourselves as someone who could be more. And this is the, this is the remarkable thing. There's no greater organization that, that praises the growth mindset more than the Catholic Church, more than the Christianity, more than our God himself. Why? Because God declares, he, God sees us as we are, right? He sees where we struggle. He sees where we're, we have strengths. He sees where we're weak. He sees where we're wounded. He sees where we, we win. Like all those areas. He sees us as we are, but he approaches us as we could be. And the gospel, God, God in the gospel, the church is meant to meet us as we are and acknowledge that, but always see us as we could be. And so what we're told to be as Christians is to, yes, acknowledge the truth, to see ourselves as we are, and to acknowledge where we're called to be, who we could be. I mean, if there's a sacrament that is growth mindset sacrament, it is called the sacrament of confession. That, that yeah, I am not as holy as I, I should be. So get up, let the Lord pick you up, move forward. I, yeah, I, I, I'm not as, as good or as conformed to Christ as I could be or should be. Yeah, okay. Let him give you his grace and move you forward. That very famous phrase you probably heard before, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future, that's growth mindset. So maybe up to this point, you've seen yourself as like, ah, I'm a bad person. I'm a failure in following the Lord. Or I, I, I simply um, can't do this. Well, the Lord looks at you and says, you may have failed. I'm not going to ignore that. You may have fallen. That's the reality. But I'm here to show you, to prove to you, to help you get back up and move forward. Because just like those kids who are like, well, if I'm a good kid, if I'm a smart kid, then I shouldn't have to struggle. Well, they're not going to rise to the challenge. But if you see yourself, you know, like, no, I'm someone who's called to the struggle. I'm someone who's called to enter back into the, into the fray after I've fallen. Then every time you need help, that's a win. Every time you fall down and get back up, that's a victory. Every time you struggle, that's growth. So today, you might not be good. You might not be the person that you could be, but you are someone who could be. You are someone who can grow. You have been made to be a saint. And that sainthood, that sanctity, comes from God's grace and the struggle. So ask for his grace. And don't be afraid to struggle. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.